voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Okay, thank you very much, Bill. First of all, thank everyone for joining us today, and we'll be listening to later on, wherever you are. First things first, we'll start things off with the radio news from a national perspective, and we'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks' caller and format changes. And guess what? We have the real, I don't mean, I don't mean a fake, but the real Jennifer Sparks here, <laughs> and she's going to be interviewed by the panel. Then we'll follow the oh, an air check of Bill of uh, right an air check of uh, <laughs> that's funny, pretty an air check of WIBGAM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, from January twenty first, nineteen seventy one, and the radio announcer is Bob Gross. Finally, in my feature station segment, taking a look at the radio stations in Philadelphia. And what's the number one radio station? It's WMMR AM. I mean FM with their announcer or their announcers, Stephen Preston and Steve, I should say. They're doing mornings at the radio station, and they just recently signed a 10-year contract with the radio station. I, I, I mean, you don't see that very often, but they've signed a contract no. to keep them on for 10 years, and you get to hear what wow. they sound like. And all in all, I think we have a pretty good show this week, and I'll turn it over to you, Bill. All right, and thank you very much. Um, well, Bernie, just a little bit of news, and we'll let Jennifer introduce her own call letter and formats tonight. Uh, just a little bit of news for you. Maybe you didn't know about it. 96.3 came on sometime Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. No fanfare just came on. And maybe that's because wow. it's fully network driven. And so they're, they're on hard times too because a lot of the hours they don't have anything what is it? The Bible Broadcasting Network. Right. They, they yeah. don't have any yeah. content. And from Charlotte, this station that's takes fun. you back 30, 40 years, and they sound like the old WBRI. When they ask oh, for donations, great. they want you to send an envelope, and they don't do email, anything like that. <laughs> you know, it's whatever it is it's just on the dial now their signal is not really strong though so maybe you've missed them on your on your way by do you have any, any other news or anything that we've that you've got from the I have Indi- not even I, I've not even tuned by 96.3 because I have zero interest but uh yeah, we, we finally figured out how to get paid by Urban One. That was oh, a, that's another tutorial <laughs> yesterday. How do you figure out how to get paid? Either they pay you or they don't pay you, Bernie. I mean, they probably I'm don't sorry. know how well, to do no, it. Well, you, no, you've got, I mean, in this day and age, you can't just submit a timesheet. I mean, it's got to be done through a, a system of some sort. Like, right, Emma's had something called Dayforce. And you had to uh, go to the you know, online today for us, and you had to submit your hours. And 
it, it was never easy. I, I understand that because when I worked for the state, I was involved with making our time start, time card system accessible for blind people, and we had a program called LATS. I forgot what the heck it stood for, but I had to learn how to use it and to show the people from the consulting firm who put the website together how to make it usable for people with screen reading software. So I get it, Bernie, and it was, and it, but oh, yeah. it, it, it did work, and uh, but there were people who didn't want to learn it, and they felt that they needed special training, and I had to do that special training for the blind employees who who worked for the state, and uh, it was a it, it was not a hard system to, to get used to, but learning it and for just for the sighted people because they used to filling out the time cards with pen and paper yeah. you know pencil and paper and they went to this computer system and you know i get it well well and if you if you want to get paid you have to learn it it's that simple yeah. it's that simple if you don't you don't get paid and they right you know that they're just they're coming at it from a different direction probably and maybe not i mean i don't know how they work or anything about that but they just come at it from a totally different perspective and now you got to get on to the way that they do it if you want paid and if you don't well then you'll exactly. keep the old ways it's We're, just like working for the legend you know right if you don't <laughs> yeah pay, i have yeah. submitted so many hours and uh, it just doesn't work i don't know nothing happens I, I, I think that's i've been working with radio what is it urban one i've been working with them i want to call them radio <laughs> one but yeah uh, that, that's right you, you got a good deal going with those guys do yeah. you see that maybe you miss this in news bernie did you see where the guy that does morning there, Rob Kendall, or does not mornings, but mid-mornings, Casey and, what is it, um, whatever his oh, name Casey. is, Kendall and Casey, yeah, and yeah. Rob Kendall, some group in Evansville, I guess Rob's a libertarian or something, I'm not sure what the difference is, but they called him a pervert and something else. And they said it was all a joke. So Robert, Rob didn't take it so well. So he's filing a suit against them. And Abdul, who works on the weekends as a talk show host, is also an attorney who's representing him. So WIBC is in the news again. With of course, um, and them suing them instead of usually, usually I, them somebody suing the personality. Really? I think the they'll bill, I think though, Bill, if somebody would have called me a name like that, I would probably be suing them too. And yeah. I think it was, it actually wasn't a group on the left group either. It was a right group. It was a Republican type group yeah. out of Evans. But there's kind of a split between. Republicans and libertarian. Yeah, they, yeah. They I, I, guess, I guess. I guess my. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess my position. Off the ballot. My position would be: I wouldn't care if they were right, left, or whatever they are, because unfortunately, if you get called a name like that, you for whatever you you may not have anything to do with that. They may come out and say it's a joke. Sometimes that sticks, and that's just not what you want. Yeah, that's you just don't do. You're right. Yeah, I agree. You don't. Yeah, and why it was done, I have no no idea. I don't know any of the background, but I read about it this week. And did you read about it too, Jeff? It was on... I did. Yeah, I so it, it. it was there, and, you know, it was there. So we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. But I can't imagine, still can't imagine any station... 
doing a morning show with the personality, and then him coming back three hours later well, and doing another shift. I cannot. Well, his see. other show, his other shows, a syndicated show, so he's technically doing two different. He's doing one local, one syndicated. Uh, but yeah, they could probably just give him the syndicated show and take the local show away from him. And yeah. you know, well, a lot of talk people do that. That's pretty common yeah. nowadays. Yeah. It used to be one guy did one show, and that was it. But now it's pretty common to have multiple Sports talk shows. Yeah, you guys yeah. are syndicating. We, yeah. Um, but anyway, it, so it goes. But we've not seen any other things that pass away. The guy that uh, I think we featured him on here, he was a program director at WNDE, trying to think his last name was Davis. He was the program oh, director. Davis? Yeah. Is that Jim Davis? I'm trying to think of the guy's name, but he passed away this week, and they were talking about it on the Facebook page, and he was there when the whole staff walked off when they fired somebody on WNDE, and they had to go, had to run automation for several hours. Oh, that was, that was Chris Bailey. Chris Bailey, yeah. He's the one that yeah. passed away. You know, it's funny, because when they talked about Chris Bailey, they said his name was George Bailey on on one of the publications, and he had to, uh, he had to, he had to, he had to, he had to, uh, they had to retract it the next day. Yeah, but anyway, so, um, I guess the first time I've ever seen a whole staff walk out, just literally. What a great story. I mean, to this day, that is a great story. Wow. I mean, that, I remember hearing an air check on the old DX audio service from WNDE. It must have been right around that time that happened. And I can't remember now what he said on that. Uh, and Elton's the bitch's back was out. And, you know, there was something he made, you know, well, I may get fired or something like that. Uh, but I can't remember now who it was. But I thought, I wonder what the story is on behind this. It doesn't sound like there's too much happiness on that air jack. Have you ever seen that happen, Bernie, besides that on WND? I've never seen somebody put their job on that. I have not. That. I have not. And the interesting thing is that some of the people came back. Did they? Not all of them, but some of them did. Well, you, you know, one of the things, that it's very nice to say that we're going to walk off, but then when they realize, hey, I don't have a paycheck coming in, uh, you got to think about that. Or have you ever seen well, a morning team get into it, or an afternoon team, that they just didn't like yeah, each other? Yeah, that's happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. WQAM had a strike back in 1971, and almost everybody left the station except Jim Dunlap. He came back in. But uh, they played, uh, before they played jingles and music, and, oh, yeah, they had dead air for a long time. They were off here for about a half an hour. And as well, anyone... Every, I can remember uh, Chris, when Chris Bailey was the program director, uh, the guys on the staff loved him. They thought he was the greatest. And they all walked out with him when they, when they fired him. And uh, he actually had to tell a couple of them that they should go back. You know, he said, "No, this is your this is your city. You, you know, you grew up here. You should go back." And, and a couple of them did. Well, that was big on his part. I mean, he didn't have to. Oh yeah. To do that, but mm-hmm. have you ever seen a morning team get into it or afternoon team? The personality just clashed. I will tell you, there was a morning guy who worked at WNDR in Syracuse named the Flying Dutchman, Peter Berry. 
Uh, and he was from Massachusetts. He may have worked in Massachusetts, Chris, if you might remember him. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't remember the name. Uh, he was just an egomaniac, and if it didn't go his way, uh, he would just throw a, a major tantrum. And he puts a cart in the machine, and, you know, it, and, and it happens. Cart jammed, and he got really he got really upset, and he goes, I've had enough. And, he, and you can hear him smash the cart machine with his fist, and he walked out, and... Uh, they just had. They were just segueing records for the last twenty minutes of his show, and he never came back again. No, but I mean, wow. have you ever seen anybody? And I've seen this happen when I worked at Social Security office. I was sitting there one minute, I was training them. The next minute, security was in there getting rid of the person next to me. I mean, they were gone. Train them. Wow. Does it happen well, nowadays? That happens a lot more. Because we had somebody recently fired at our place, and the email went out, don't allow this person in the building, you know, unless uh, this one announces yeah, they can come in and all that. That's very common <laughs> now. It used to be in the old days, they just did it, and you, you know, uh, but now, well, he was the IT guy, see, so that's the other mm-hmm. thing, because, of course, he could really do some damage. So well, why don't we move on from this? Yeah. Why don't yeah. we move on from this? Topic, quick, yes. quick. But hey. When I got fired at WERK in Muncie, uh, I they were told not to allow me back in. I'm like, what? So I came in on the weekend, and this girl who uh, worked Sunday afternoon opened the door immediately, let me in. Yeah, yeah. See, stuff, but whatever you, I wanted to do. Now that probably wouldn't be as easy. Yeah. No. No. They probably wanted all that braille, Bernie. You know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, they can read it and take advantage of it. Well, you sure. can take advantage of Jeff's award-winning news. Just before we went on tonight, Mike was giving Jeff a compliment about how great his newscast was and how it was better than the professional people. And I said, Mike, don't tell him that too much. We've got problems dealing with so Jeff it. now. That, yeah. Except that was his award. That, that's all he's ever gotten. So there you go. Yeah, here we go. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Radio has lost a major icon. A 50-year veteran of the radio industry retires. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and continue our look at the Nielsen August Personal People Meter Ratings. It was a very busy week this week in the world of broadcasting. However, the radio industry is mourning the loss of a radio icon. When you think of radio icons, you probably think of William Paley from the Columbia Broadcasting System, David Sarnoff for NBC. However, there is another radio icon that you may not have considered. His name is Lowry Mays, and he founded Clear Channel. It also started in 1972 when he bought radio stations in San Antonio, Texas. However, he continued to grow his empire with the purchase of J-Corp. J-Corp is a radio company whose most notable radio station is WLWAM in Cincinnati, Ohio. And if you hadn't guessed, the name of the company is Clear Channel. Over the years, Clear Channel continued to grow. They also bought TV stations, and they also got into the billboard business. In 2005, Larry Mays developed a stroke and had to give up running the company to his two sons, Randall and Mark Mays. In 2005, however, the radio industry was certainly changing, and it's believed that the purchase of AMFM caused the bankruptcy of what would be iHeartMedia. Yes, the company had changed, hiring Bob Pittman to run the company. The company would ultimately sell off its TV stations and its billboard business. Today, iHeartMedia is not just a radio company, but a digital company, making money with its podcast business and also making money with its special events such as the music festival in September and the jingle ball around the holidays. You have to admire Larry Mays for putting together a company that really was the largest radio company in the United States. Although the company doesn't own 1,200 radio stations, they do 
own 850 radio stations. In other news, radio will be saying goodbye to Frank Reed, who has spent 50 years in the radio business, 31 of those years working at radio station KLTY-FM in Dallas, Texas. Frank Reed also worked at radio station WNBC-AM in New York City. He also worked in Miami, Florida, and Orlando, Florida. Frank Reed will retire from his position doing mornings at radio station KLTY-FM at the end of the year. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Alpha Media is making a change to their morning lineup at radio station WGHL-FM in Louisville, Kentucky. They're swapping out the syndicated David Mahoney show for the syndicated Woody show, which originates at radio station KYSR-FM in Los Angeles, California, and is syndicated by Premier Radio. Town Square Media is launching a new syndicated show dedicated to the group Metallica. The show will be hosted by Chuck Armstrong, who works at radio station WCYY-FM in Portland, Maine. The show can be heard on KEYJ-FM in Abilene, Texas, WGBF-FM in Evansville, Indiana, KZCD-FM in Lawton, Oklahoma, KBAZ-FM in Masala, Montana, and KBZS-FM in Wichita Falls, Texas. Congratulations go out to Tim Rainey, who's the morning host at radio station KRET-FM in Reno, Nevada. KRET-FM programs an alternative rock format, and they transmit on a frequency of 92.1. Tim Reno comes to this radio station after working for Odyssey in Sacramento, California. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen August Personal People Meter Ratings. In Washington, D.C., things are status quo with the number one, two, and three ranked radio stations. The number one ranked radio station is WAMU-FM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is WTOP-FM with its all news operation. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Washington, D.C. is WHUR-FM with a limited contemporary format. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one ranked radio station is WBZ-FM with its all sports format. The number two ranked radio station is WROR-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Boston, Massachusetts is WMJX-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Seattle, Washington, things are rather different from the previous rating books that we've covered. The number one ranked radio station is KJEB-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KSWD-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Seattle, Washington is KIRO-FM with a news talk format. In Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Florida market, the number one ranked radio station is WFEZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WHQT-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Florida market is WXTJ-FM with a Spanish tropical format. In Detroit, Michigan, things are rather different this month. The number one ranked radio station is WJLB-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WCSX-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Detroit, Michigan is WOMC-FM with a classic hits format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one ranked radio station is KESZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KJZZ-FM with a news talk format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Phoenix, Arizona is KOAI-FM with an adult hits format. In the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota market, the number one ranked radio station is KQQL-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KSTP-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station serving the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota market is KZJK-FM with an adult hits format. Now let's move to San Diego, California, where the number one ranked radio station is KFBG-FM with an adult hits format. The number two ranked radio station is XHRM-FM with the rhythmic adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Diego, California is KYXY-FM with an adult contemporary format. In the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market, the number one ranked radio station is WDUV-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WCIE-FM with a Christian CHR format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station serving the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market is WXGL-FM with a classic hits format. In the market that serves Denver and Boulder, Colorado, the number one ranked radio station is KOSI-FM with an adult contemporary format. 
format. The number two ranked radio station is KYGO FM with the country format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in the market that serves Denver and Boulder, Colorado is KALC FM with an adult contemporary format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one ranked radio station is WWIN FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WLIF FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Baltimore, Maryland is WQSR FM with an adult hits format. Finally, in St. Louis, Missouri, the number one ranked radio station is KPNT-FM with an alternative rock format. The number two rank radio station is KSHE-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in St. Louis, Missouri is WARH-FM with an adult hits format. Next week, we'll continue our look at the Nielsen August personal people meter ratings. According to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one is Indeed, followed by Progressive Insurance, Upside, DuckDuckGo, and Wendy's. Finally, social media networks were abuzz with anger against NBC Television, who decided to take the soap opera Days of Our Lives off their weekday network schedule. The soap opera has been airing since 1965. However, NBC decided to place the soap opera on their paid Peacock streaming service. So if you want to watch Days of Our Lives, you'll have to subscribe to the Peacock streaming service. If you have any comments wow. concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at all things radio Net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, no problem, Bill. Yeah, very interesting to see some of these radio stations. I wonder where those personal people meters are going these days. WJLB normally doesn't even get the top three, but it's number one this time. And, and there are other markets where we've seen some changes as well. So it's always interesting yeah. to, see, to see where these radio stations fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought up Lowry Mays. And ironically, he founded Clear Channel Communications so that WOAI would stay locally owned. And then look at it, they became the largest media owner in the country. Well, he didn't you know, really want to get into radio. And if you look at his biography... He, he had some investors talk him into it. He, he didn't really know about radio if he, if he thought it would work. But he found yeah, Red he, McCombs. Red McCombs, car dealer, was one of the original investors. There's a bunch of others, yeah. Yeah, he bought 97.3 first. I, I, hear, I hear a lot of people eyes. talk about uh, iHeartMedia being the bad boys of radio. They, 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 you know, but let me tell yeah. you, I've been, to, I've been to some of their facilities, and, mm. they, and they have top-notch facilities. And, Do I agree with every, all of their philosophy? Not necessarily. Yeah. However, you've you got you to admit that when deregulation came, iHeartMedia was the darling of Wall Street, and everyone wanted to invest in, I, in in Clear Channel at the time. But by by 2005, things were changing rapidly. Yeah, and so that and they uh, it was it was 10 years or late longer before they bought a station outside San Antonio. It was 1982 when they bought 1023, which they still own, and made it beautiful music. And there's been several other formats. So yeah, they went so basically from 1982 to the present. Look where they boomed. I mean, from Al well, yeah. They really had to cut back. I mean, but, but they went through a pre, yeah. pre-structured bankruptcy, but they were in trouble after they bought AMFM, which is the uh, another large yeah, radio yeah. station. Capstar. Capstar. The Capstar and Chancellor. Yeah, right. That became, yeah, trans- that that became that. AMFM. Yeah. They bought that whole <clears throat> group of stations, and that really caused problems. They also had a bunch of TV stations, uh, one of them which was Channel 23 WXXA in uh, Albany, New York. They got, you know, they didn't do anything with it. The station was doing very well before they bought the station, and it was an independent yeah. station at the time. Now, of course, it's the Fox affiliate. But 
you have to admire you have to admire him or admire, admire the, the the tenacity of the company. Um, it, today, uh, I don't think uh, that a radio company can operate just as a radio company anymore. And well, no. that's the big thing that Bob Pittman did with the company is he said, "No, we're not a radio company. We are a ra- we do own radio stations, and yes, we support them, and we you know we do that whole thing. But we first and foremost are a company." That branches into other areas, digital and special events, and that's how they also make their money. Well, let me ask a question, yeah. Bernie. Maybe you can answer this. And I've heard this from more than one source. Why they own one, two, three stations in Indianapolis? If they're so great nationally, why are they so um, lackluster locally? I mean, is it just me that thinks that? And who are we talking about here? We're talking about iHeartRadio. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that's a good question. I, I don't, I don't well, know. I think really the fact is they're becoming lackluster in a lot everywhere. of places because they they're don't lackluster I mean, everywhere. You know, well, I don't mean about they, everything. Everything they do sounds the same. You know, let's face it. Yeah, and and in fact, they, they put the same people on all over the country. Now, granted, you. You live in one city. You don't know that from another city. But right. I just yeah. I think that you, you really got to have a local feel sometimes. And as hard as they try, they don't do that, really. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and, and their sports station in Austin and San Antonio, they're all their, well, they're one local, they're one sports show. They try to run it as a local show for two cities, and that really doesn't, you know, two markets. Well, that they have other, play. you know, they have other sports stations in larger markets with teams. Well, you know, I, major I, league I, teams, I, I don't so. think you should count them out short. I mean, the bottom line is they, they are suffering from what other radio companies, they certainly aren't the only company voice tracking, and they're not the only company doing yeah. it. They're no, but they, they do it more than anybody else. Well, they certainly mm-hmm. do, but uh, and I, mm-hmm. I, I, I always thought, and I, I talked about this uh, you know, to my sister. She, I was on the, mm-hmm. on the phone with her yesterday because she was complaining about radio, and I said, you know, whether we like it or not, I think radio is going to be nationalized to some extent, and I believe that the next step for, for a lot of radio is not going to be on your radio. It, it just won't. There will be no AM. There will be no FM, and it's closer than you think. And I think what's going to happen is that a satellite service like Sirius XM or X will, will end up gobbling up or putting radio stations on vacant channels. And you will see uh, uh, radio companies go to these satellite services. Why? Because that's where the listeners are going. Sorry to or say streaming. it. Or streaming. I think they'll go more streaming than satellite. No, well, the streaming. Well, Sirius doesn't want to be on the satellite, Sean. They've, they've already talked yeah. about it, that in their earning reports. They, they are right now. But but when the net, when these satellites fade out because they do orbit their orbits decay, they're going to they're going to be exclusively available on the XS on the XS on the SXM app. That's what that's where it's going. Um, and there are plenty of channels out there that are only on the SXM app that you cannot get on your satellite radio. Right. And I love that app. I think it's great. Yes, it's a it great is. App. I, I right. use it on my computer. I use it on my iPhone. And it works very, very well. And that's, so I, that's basically what Alexa has, so that everybody's set up already. They've got Alexa, so it's not going to be that yeah, hard. Yeah, but to, unfortunately, and, Alexa doesn't work with all those stations. You can't say for an exclusive channel on your Alexa device, go to this channel, because it doesn't always work. There are there are bugs in the program. But again, Okay, but I mean, they can work that out. In other words, they've got to deal with Amazon. You know, if they work with Amazon, they can get things, and they can get a serious satellite uh, programming into every home. 
and with Apple having its own radio stations and Amazon not getting into the radio business with a, with a thing called Amplify, it, the radio has a lot more to worry about than iHeartMedia, believe me. And trust me, Apple right. is falling way behind in that that category. Yeah. Maybe not the well, phone, but the was, other. Jeff was talking about how these uh, stations that iHeart owns are, you know, like top-notch radio stations. <laughs> Uh, but the fact is, you, you go to a lot of these buildings, and Emmis is the same thing. Uh, there's almost nobody in those buildings all day long. You go through, they're, they're almost, they're cavernous, you know, because they used to have studios yeah. uh, everywhere. And, you know, you'd have a, a an overnight guy who would uh, introduce some morning people and, and stuff like that. And then now they just don't have anybody. And, of course... Technology has made that possible, too. Yes. Right. And did you see in the paper, and I, I don't have much more on it, but I'll, I'll probably talk about it next week when I get more, but Rand Paul is proposing legislation that will allow that will eliminate the power of the FCC and that radio stations will eliminate the power of the FCC to regulate how many own stations a radio, a radio company can own. Um, it, it is just insane what's happening to the radio business. And Wow. I, I don't know where it's going to go from here, but it really I don't is. know if Rand Paul has ever suggested anything that ever passed, however. <laughs> I'm not saying it will pass, but <laughs> if he thinks that way, there, I guarantee you there are others who feel the same way as well, Chris. So that's the only thing I'm going to say, so we'll see what happens. All right, Bill, but let's, uh, I was going to have Gen- you, well. Introduce Jennifer. Are you still there? I am. Well, well I think, just- Jennifer, it's time for you to introduce what do you do every week? <laughs> okay, well, stay tuned, everyone, for your call letter and format changes for this week. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of September 15th. KATO FM 93.1, New Ulm, Minnesota, changes format from country to adult hits and changes slogan from Minnesota 93 to Cato Hits 93.1. KCLE AM 1460, Burleson, Texas, changes format from silent to ethnic. KKOV AM 1550, Vancouver, Washington, changes format from silent to ethnic. KSPA AM 1510, Ontario, California, changes format from silent to ethnic. WBWX AM 1280, Berwick, Pennsylvania, changes format from not available to hot AC. WHLM AM 930, Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, changes format from not available to hot AC. WPAY AM 1520, Rossford, Ohio, changes format from not available to hot AC. WTAR AM 850, Norfolk, Virginia, Changes format from sports to hot AC. WZTZ FM 101.1 Elba, Alabama. 
changes format from silent to sports. KXAC-FM 100.5 St. James, Minnesota changes slogan from Magic 100.5 to Minnesota 100. WPQP-FM 93.1 Clearfield, Pennsylvania changes format from CHR to Hot AC. WCEH-FM 98.3 Pinehurst, Georgia changes slogan from Middle Georgia's ESPN to the Super Stations. WFNS AM 1350 Blackshear, Georgia changes slogan from ESPN Coastal to the Super Stations. WSEG AM 1400 Savannah, Georgia changes slogan from ESPN Radio FM 104.3 to the Super Stations. WSFN AM 790 Brunswick, Georgia changes slogan from ESPN Coastal to the Super Stations. WWKM FM 93.1 Rochelle, Georgia changes slogan from Middle Georgia's ESPN to the Super Stations. WXKO AM 1150 Fort Valley, Georgia changes slogan from Middle Georgia's ESPN to the Super Stations. WRLS FM 92.3 Hayward, Wisconsin changes slogan from the Best Mix 92.3 to 92.3 WRLS. KNLV FM 103.9 Ord, Nebraska changes slogan from V103.9 to King FM 103.9. Those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Can actually say that in person, can I? Yeah, you wow. can. Well, thank you. Yeah. A lot so of Jennifer, change. what's your favorite format? Is it silent or not available? Which one do you like best? <laughs> silent is much easier to say. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, when I, and when I write it, I don't have to take the extra because when it shows up in the in the thing that I get them from, it always says the changed format to format not available. And I'm going, okay, that's too many formats. <laughs> so I just try to take one out and rearrange it. And... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Say format unknown. We don't know. I think uh, the service actually does this for the yeah. for the company and these two ladies do this and that's all they do is look for format changes hey, and some weeks it's, it's a hard, it really is a hard job I, I mean I've I've seen that particular website and I know it's a it's very time consuming to put that all together you know we were talking and Jeff did a big feature on town square media when I was doing and be doing again soon the radio database they were the worst complainer and the most threatened or anybody that I've ever seen I probably got more cease and desist from (laughs) town square 
So that's why um, they don't even have their own. Well, maybe they've got a Lady AAP skill now, but that finally works. But they won't let them come on TuneIn or anything else. It's not that I think their programming so great anyway that it's worth that much protecting. By the way, I don't want to. That's just, just my quickly. opinion. <laughs> I know we're going to interview Jennifer, but if anyone reads Radio Insight, there's a guy who writes a column called named Sean Ross. He has written a brilliant article on and, and on his insights into radio, and he talks about the background of stations and of what he likes and doesn't like. And if you happen to live in Florida and you like WLMLFM, and Mike, you know where that is in West Palm. Oh yeah. Uh, he wrote a very nice article about the owner of the radio station. Uh, Dick Robinson um, and 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 how the station started. So for those who like uh, background type articles, I think you might find Dick Robinson oh, from WDRC in Hartford. We've done the air checks of him. That's right. Started Connecticut School of Broadcasting. That's yeah. right. All right, Bill. Sorry to interrupt you on that. I think Gary wanted to say something real quick here. So. Oh, I was just going to say that I read Sean Ross's uh, articles every week. So I have not seen that yet, but I'm. I'm thanks for the heads up on that. Reading it. He's a today. very interesting guy. He really is. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And actually, the guy that that does radio insights very interesting too. Um, he, does he works with Scott Fibish from the Northeast Radio Watch. They both work together. They have, they they they're both in league with each other. Yeah, Lance Venta. They they've been doing that a long time, and they work really hard at it. So, but you know who I did get a lot of encouragement from when I was, and that was back at the time Clear Channel. I mean, they were really they were really pretty nice about it. I will have to say that. Who, who was the one that you did all those for and they made you go back and change the link and make it go directly to their site instead of the way you do it? I don't remember uh, which one that was, but I've learned a make valuable lesson out of that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't him. No. <laughs> but it, it was bad enough. It used to be at the time when we did that, they wanted... Everybody wanted a Winamp link or a standalone link because the players on the websites weren't real accessible. You couldn't pause them, change the volume, mute them, do any of those types of things. That's kind of changed now. And the station didn't like it because they couldn't advertise so much on just the Winamp links. So we'll see how the new Winamp 9 does and if that changes anything, but it makes it they they really didn't like that so well when you would direct stations to a direct link versus going to their website. So I see where radio what is it, radio locator has done a lot of that now. Sometimes they will go to it when when they have no other choice, but uh, a lot of your stations now, if you look through there, has anybody noticed they come right to a website? They don't, they don't, uh, or they'll direct you to iHeartRadio. That's right. That's that, and and now the idea is not to have your your station only on your website. The 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 idea is to go. Well, Cumulus is doing it with TuneIn, and and uh, and uh, and iHeart has other companies' radio stations on its platform, and so does Odyssey as well. So yep. it's, and, and that content is not new. It's new here, 
but it's been done in Canada and it's been done in the United Kingdom for quite a while now. So yeah, we used to just have to, and that's what happened, Jennifer, when I had to redo all of those. But hey, I was getting attention. They were writing me, you know, we don't like this, we don't yeah. like that. Oh, but you spent hours redoing all those. I remember that. I I felt sorry for you because you spent hours redoing all of those. Hey, how about yeah. if we spent hours interviewing Jennifer? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> We're just about the end of our series of interviews, but we didn't say we saved the best for last. So I don't want to get in trouble here. And now we have. I don't know. (laughs) Now we're going to bring on Jennifer, and you've known her since day one of the of the podcast. Tell me a little bit about the audience, a little bit about yourself, Jennifer, and maybe a little bit about your. Sunday radio show you used to do at, uh, what was it, WFCI in Franklin, the college? Oh, college radio, yes. When I was in college, I was a journalism major, and, of course, I didn't do photography, so I did broadcast programming and things like that. They let me do radio things, and one of the things, if you were as part of their radio courses, is you had to take an air shift on the college radio station, so I did... Uh, Sunday afternoon, which was fun, but rather boring. You don't get much participation on Sunday afternoon in the college radio station. But it was fun, and it was uh, a good experience because we didn't have all of the CDs and everything yet, so I'd learn to cue records and do all that. And that kind of gave me an interest in radio. I had an interest before. I when I, I think my first radio, I can remember as a child, believe it or not, was I must have been in first grade maybe, and I had this little panda bear that had a, an AM radio in it, and I could take it to school and and listen to sports or whatever I wanted to in the middle of the night, and nobody knew the difference. But <laughs> well, are you from Indiana originally, Jennifer? Maybe you could tell us a little bit about you know where you where you were born and stuff like that. I am from Indiana. Um, Pretty much around Indianapolis, this pretty much lived in the south side. And then when I was, oh, five or six, we moved out to the country. So we had horses and all that fun stuff. And, and I went to the school for the blind. And when I graduated from there, I went to Franklin College. And I thought I wanted to be a computer programmer. So I wasted some time trying to do that and went back and finished my degree. Wow. So then you moved to Florida and come back and got your college degree, and then you went off and worked several little jobs and your big job at the IRS. So never got into radio unless you did it through after we met. Do you remember how you got started with doing call letter and format changes? Uh, we were talking at one time about during the podcast and I remember we thought we'd try it on that chat line and we were doing everything live then at first I thought it'd be fun just to try to do it just to participate in it and and then I don't know from there I think the first few times I didn't do it I didn't read it I think I used the the speech to do it and, and I decided maybe it would be easier to understand if I read it and so then I, I worked on trying to figure out the best way to do that so you didn't hear pages turn and things like that. So over the years when you've done it, and of course you started back in 2009, 
there have probably been different ways that you've done it, reading it from Braille sheets or reading from Braille displays. So maybe you can run down some of the ways that you've, uh, you know, recorded it, read it, how Bill helps you maybe record it or how he did help you or how, how, how all those different parts of it come together. Well, Jeff's the one that makes me sound good because when I make a mistake and say something I shouldn't, he's he's always the one that ends up listening to that and fixing it. But when I first started it, I tried listening to Jaws at the same time and doing it and recording it, and that didn't work so well. So then I I brailed him out and then and read it on sheets of paper and people complained when I recorded it because reading it on a sheet of paper eventually you have to turn the page mm-hmm. and they didn't yeah. want to hear the page turn. So Tell them they that, can get their money back. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's <yeah>. right. You're <laughs> right. So after yeah, that I just stayed with the braille displays and the braille displays I've either either my Braille note or just the Braille just lately. I've just been using the Braille display on the computer. What about the Q? When, when did you start? When did you start using Braille displays? How long did you do from the sheets and then go to the Braille displays? Hmm, let's see. I think I've been doing it from the Braille display for the last what three years. When I got the Braille note, I switched because I could put them in Dropbox and just use the Braille note to do it that way. So I did it from paper up until then. Well, wait a second. We've talked about the format and call it a changes, and we've talked about the teddy bear and the radio. But how how did you meet this guy that you're married to? And you guys you guys have really turned into like the perfect couple. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not. We met, we met at a mutual friend's house. He was he was going on a date that night, but and I met him earlier in the day, and the person that that we had gone to see was talking to somebody else and I started talking to Bill and I thought he was a pretty interesting guy and yeah. next thing you know she's sending me over to the grocery store to buy her some dinner and everybody dinner I said hey I got a date in a few hours I gotta get going but I brought them back some food I remember and Jennifer had other interests at the time and and so we just kind of went our separate ways, but we were always friends. And then we started the website together, the the BillSparks.org or whatever it was, Radio Lookup. She was there, and I remember. you remember the time, Jennifer, and we were trying to get it, the listeners to go to it? And we had to hit it several times just to get up to 5,000. Oh, yeah, because it was New Year's Eve, and I don't know why. You must have had to work late or something because for some reason we weren't in the same place that New Year's Eve and we were sitting at our computers because they had a counter on the web page that counted how many people visited the page and we were sitting there (laughs) going to the page and and going and doing something else and coming back because we wanted to get 5,000 hits hits before before the the new yeah and so you can say you can say you simultaneously built a website and a relationship. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> but that website ended up hitting over a million, two million times, and we didn't have to do that anymore. But yeah. well, we were. We, you, you, know, you always hear us talk about radio news, and we talk about the world of radio. What kind of radio stations do you like these days, or what do you like to listen to on the radio? Um, I liked. Well, I used to. 
stations like B105, which is like... There you go. <laughs> there you go. Adult <laughs> contemporary <laughs> kind of stuff. Say it again, Jennifer. What station, what station is that again, Jenny? <laughs> She's not going to get a prize, so you're not going to get her to say it again. <laughs> oh, B105, that's what I always called it. I forgot to call that. <laughs> yeah. it, but that's how I always Thank remember you. it. There you go. Have you, heard, have you ever heard a guy named Bernie Egan on there at all? <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, several times. <laughs> that guy? That guy, mate, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, she likes a lot of soft rock and whatever, and she will... Tune in the legend and listen. If I get out of hand or get something wrong, she'll. And I like classic rock too. Sometimes I like to crank up a little bit of the Stones or something like that every once in a while. I'm a big Bob Seger fan. I always wanted to go to his concert. Now, you mentioned sports. How did you get interested in sports? (laughs) Gosh, actually, I've always liked baseball when I was younger. And when I was. Oh, still fairly young. I can't remember exactly how old I was. I was, I want to say 13 or 14. But I went to the the Indianapolis Indians were the Cincinnati Reds farm club. And I was a big Cincinnati Reds fan, always have been. And mm-hmm. my uncle somehow or another arranged it because this was in the 70s. And so he arranged it so that I could meet one of the baseball players. And I got to meet... Tony Perez and have my picture taken with him in the cool. paper and, and I always thought that was so cool so I was always and then I I liked basketball because when I had my little radio I used to sneak and listen to the basketball to the Pacers games when they were still in the ABA yeah cool. and I yeah. just kind of went from there so yeah. But, yeah. Hey, wait a minute wait a minute though let me get this plug out of the way Jennifer, what is it that you complain to me every week about Sports Lounge? Speak up for now because <laughs> maybe Perry and now Chris are all on, here. Now that we're all here, Perry and Chris take note of what, what Jennifer said. What do I complain said. to you about? The most, the why you tune off Sports Lounge. Oh, the stats. When you guys start stats, I usually I I listen to everything else, but when you go through all of the standings of all the teams and no discussion, usually, yeah. And, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> can I tell you? Yeah. yeah. It, one of the things about standings that, that it's getting it, it's getting a little bit harder to get them now, and sometimes you know they're not. We we used to like at NBP used to put it in, in SCW. We used to have them in the weekly news all the time, and so that's that's one of the things that we figure is a good thing to put in. You know, to give people. Oh. And why are these teams in the playoffs or out of the playoffs? You know, what's going on with these teams? Oh, yeah. right. It's a good, especially close to the playoffs, but in the beginning of the year, maybe not. Yeah, so yeah we wait, we wait a few weeks before we do it. You Jennifer, know? Yeah. but you have so many yeah. other interests. Can you? Uh, I mean, and I think we should give your your other interests a plug here. You have your own kind of private business that you work on, and and you do provide a service for people who are visually impaired. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I do braille transcribing. I've done oh several years twenty. What, 25 years I've done it for one of our utility companies, and I do menus and other things that come along that people need. and Documents, and tell her what happened today. What significant happened about your business today? Today, we got a new printer. Good. Uh, a new high state-of-the-tech Braille, Braille printer, and why did we partly get that? Tell them partly why. Be- <laughs> partly because I've been working on... 
our alumni is having their meeting and the, the secretary and treasurer decided they didn't want to help us do it. So I did all the large print and got that sent out. And now the Braille letters the will be Braille going letters. out. And I have a printer that is, I will not name the brand of it, but it does not. It's called Columbia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill's a tell-all guy. Yeah. It is a Columbia, but it doesn't produce very firm dots. And I thought I wanted I wanted them to be better. Yeah. So that is for the new thing that will will come in. And now we get the debate. Well, don't you dare print that in the new Braille code. We're going to file, you know, whatever complaints and whatever. So we decided to put it in grade two because so many people complain and knowing that the new thing everything they get from nls everything going forward is in the new unified braille and she may agree or not agree with it but that's the new standard and we have to do that but i don't see why everybody complains so much about it it's not that hard to read it's a lot harder to write (laughs) i mean again i'm using it they complain I'm using it all the for time. one reason, just because they can. That's, well, that's why right. they do yeah. it. Right. One yeah. of the things that happened is people think, and you know, we're very, we're very particular as blind people about two things in life: radio and braille. And we think that we should be in charge of them because radio is really our medium. If you think about it, you know, it's audio. That's what we do. That's what we like. And braille. Nobody asked me. Well, uh, there were surveys out there, but people don't really respond to surveys. And they weren't, they're not funded. The, po- the point is that I always make to everybody, and this is not a show about Braille, but just to say, Braille Authority of North America doesn't have any money to go out and, and solicit everybody and find out what everybody liked and didn't like. And most people don't want any kind of change of any sort if you suggest it. So would it be an, 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 a, a, um, an enlightened vote? No, no. People just don't like change. So. That, no, it's not a lot. Of, it's not a lot of major changes between no. the two. I mean, there's just minor things between no, the two and two. It's pretty. It's pretty minor. Yeah. But that's enough. We talked braille yesterday. So pretty good. Braille, yeah. braille. 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 Let me ask you one question, Jennifer. Uh, you know, you've done a lot in your life. You have, because you're involved with all things radio, and you do all the transcribing with the utility bill. Uh, are there any things that you have not done that you really would like to do? When I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut, and I wanted to go up in space. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so cool. Let, let Musk know and, and uh, get, give him your $3 million, and you can go. Yeah, really. Elon lives well, here now. I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go by and tell him. He lives here in town now. So I would, I would have been happy just to go to space camp. Now they've made space camp accessible for blind kids at, the, at, at our blind school to go. I would have been glad mm-hmm. to do that. Oh, wow. That would have been fun. But, you know, but the other, huh? Oh. The, the, the other day, Bill, you were telling a story, and you guys can tell it together this time because it was on uh, on the Lunch Bunch show, I think, a few weeks ago. You guys got in, and this has to do with radio. Of course, you guys got into old-time radio, oh, sending yeah. old-time radio around to people and giving uh, and putting it all together for folks. Uh, t- tell that story, how it got started and what, how, how much work it was involved. Because... I used to get a lot of flack from some people that my radio wasn't sponsored or I wasn't making it that Jenny was having to pay for it. So we we came up with an idea that we were both working too, by the way, but the idea was to help subsidize the radio lookup website. So we created 
the radio, the old time radio store, and we shipped to all over the United States and various countries all over the world. And we ran that business for about seven or eight years and shipped CDs out. And you talk about customer support. Um, that you know, we were shipping out the the like a lot of companies don't do nowadays. They'll ship a thing like a braille printer and not send you a tracking number, so you have no idea. To me, that's very poor customer service. You need to keep your the the people involved on what you're shipping out and what you're doing. I mean, I'm not calling out names here. But when, but when you when you told the story about you know you're running them off and you're packing them up and you're shipping them out, it's almost like a, 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 the farm couple that you read about yeah. stories, you know, where, where oh, you're working yeah. next to each other in the field, you know, getting getting the stuff that's, done. You know, that's that was about really what cool. it was, especially during the Christmas rush. He'd be he'd be copying or I'd be putting them in boxes and making labels. Remember the story I told you? What was it? You came back and haunted me with it. Oh well, when he when Bill first retired, he started helping me in the in the store. And one of the things we had to do was you had to copy the CDs and then you had to play it in something to make sure that it actually would work. Right. And and so I had him doing that one day while I was shipping things and getting orders out for him because we had all of these CDs and cabinets and they were in alphabetical order in these little baskets and you had to go find the ones you needed from the masters and anyway he said well I don't see what the big deal is a retarded person could do this job Wow. The first time you made a mistake, you found out. Yeah, I'm the person. I was the person, but (laughs) but we shipped out. But we had several-sided employees for a while, too. And we found Mm -hmm. out they were taking a lot of our money. And, you know, you were paying them wages and whatever and whatever and whatever. But so it was a pretty big thing. So that's why I say we talk about the legend today and the all things radio. It wouldn't have been possible if it hadn't have been for that website or that store. Right. So yeah. we know well, where our bread was. Radio lookup gave gave Bill his notoriety every place we go. Oh, Bill Sparks. I could just yeah. melt into the woodwork <laughs> and just watch him. <laughs> well, hey, and Jennifer, you know, I know that you're not really normally on this show very often, uh, but except for the caller and formats, but you should come in more often as a panelist if you ever decide yeah. that you feel you want to do some. some of that she says. And Jennifer, did you like to go for the blind in Indiana? Yes. It, yeah, she did. She went yeah. there. And yeah, yeah. so. And you can come in and tell Chris to shut up on Tuesdays when he's getting too annoying with the stats. You can tell. <laughs> I'll get his sheets out of order or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I can do that myself. It's amazing, though. The radio, You, I mean, you didn't go into radio except for your Sunday show, but all the, I mean, around you, all the radio people that you had connected because, to you because, I mean, you went to school. You know a guy that Gary and I know, uh, Blake Lindsay, and I think oh, Monty, yeah. and just now yeah. with Bernie, and just all the connect. You know, I mean, uh, you know Blake, of course, has worked all over the state of Texas. So. Oh, and yeah. you knew. I think you. I think you went to school with my old neighbor Gino. But I think a bunch of others. Oh so. yeah. Gino, yeah. Gino Cox. Yeah. But, yeah. So you have all these connections to all of us, and don't even. Know. Yeah, and I, I just I think never. You do a fair, yeah. 
I just never, never wanted to actually. Uh, we've got a. We've got a stalker, not Jennifer I know, Stalker, I know. but we've got of. him. Him, I think that brought yeah. out. Um, but we've you, got a. You do a very good job with it. The stalker. Yeah, well, how do you do? How do you do the pronunciations? Uh, you do it very well. Yeah, and you know, every once in a while you go miss something, but yeah, how, how do you decide how to pronounce yeah. these things? Sometimes I make my best wild guess. I take <laughs> how Jaws says it, and I figure that might be halfway right. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Yeah, because when I first started listening, and I heard, okay, she's gonna do. How is she? Go- she's gonna mess up? Because I know, you know, I know. I took a couple years in Spanish, so I know how things are supposed to be pronounced. And I'm like, is she gonna mess this up? Because yeah. before I even knew you were Bill, and I think I knew. Oh, they're from Indiana. Are they gonna get on and screw? Because first. First month or so that I was listening, I was like, and I was like, wow, she's getting them pretty, doing pretty good for. Yeah, I'm does. like, wow, that's that's Spanish. I, now. We got some tough towns up Spanish, here too. A little Spanish in high school, maybe a semester, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have taken more. But sometimes, sometimes some of those things, if I don't think I can come well, close to saying it, I don't even put it in. Just remember, a J, a J isn't like pronounced like an H, and the double L is like a yeah, like a Y. You know, kind oh, of. Right, oh, right, yeah, Sean, yeah. Just remember I, that. I think it's time to move on, okay, yeah. Sean. It's time to move on. Thank you. But anyway, thanks for all that participation. Um, so, Bernie, you may have learned a thing or two tonight. You did not know. Maybe so. Maybe you knew though. So something I didn't know. Yeah, something you didn't know about, about Jennifer. Jenny, about about Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah, there's plenty. There is plenty. Oh. You didn't know that she listens to WYXB. That's what you didn't know. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. know that. And she and, and she likes it. And so yeah. that's pretty cool. And, yeah. uh, let's see. I also I I knew that she went to school for the blind here. I knew that, um, but I didn't know she went to Franklin College. Um, what was the music that you played on your form on your Sunday afternoon show? Oh, uh, they were doing like the dance format type stuff. So it was like Janet Jackson, that newer version oh, okay. of All right. Lean on okay. Me, that kind of stuff. Simply Red, Patty LaBelle, a lot of that stuff. What was okay. your partner's name? What was her name that worked with you? Her name was Jan. So what did you call your show? So we called it Jenny and Jan. How creative, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Jenny, why not? <laughs> why not? Hey, it was in that radio station has been sold again, and it's going to become yeah. a Catholic radio station. What a, That's a shame. Oh well. But, you know, I knew it would happen once they got the TV part, because when I, just as I was leaving, they were getting into TV and of course, it probably wouldn't mean anything to most of you, but there's a guy that works for Channel 6 that I went to school with, Rafael Sanchez. Yeah. Um, Rafael's he, a great guy, too. Is he? He's, yeah. He was guy. nice. Hey, he was around. My daughter met him, too. He was a nice guy. Hey, you know, we talked earlier, I mentioned this only a half a second. We talk about DJs. The, the Where she went to beauty school, the student or the, they messed over one of the students and all the students walked out because of it. So sometimes there is unity. But (laughs) speaking of unity, we want to thank you, Jennifer, um, for coming on. So they 
What was Maybe. fun? If you guys let me come back, I may sneak back in. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you're always sure. welcome, Jennifer. I'm saying. Oh, by the way, I have a utility bill. Can you pay it instead of just transcribing it for me? Uh, uh, no, yeah. I'm just the messenger. I know. Like, by, I say and by, by, the way, by the way, Jennifer, come come in on Tuesday and give us some things to talk about because I would, I, I I agree with you on the stat stuff. I don't do a lot of stats. I do too. Uh, come on in and give us some stuff to talk about. I don't have anything. Hey, I'm stuff. neutral. You're neutral. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not neutral. Show. We paid you not to be neutral. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I agree with Bill or Sean. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. <laughs> so we have a little bit I agree of fun. With Chris and Sean, I mean, so. Oh, but, there, but, there but, you just lost you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm on both yeah, sides. Yeah, I think on both sides. That if you do that, yeah, yeah that's right. I would say I would say the top five maybe in each division, but not all of them. I mean, we oh, know the, the Reds are in the basement. Division. We don't What's have to remind <laughs> Well, at least one thing yeah. about it, it's creating a little bit of discussion. But now I think it's time. And thank you, Jennifer. We'll go on to Jeff. What do you got here? Your Back first before you taking a trip to Philadelphia. Well, Philadelphia radio station with the call stand for WIBG. We, I believe in God. That was owned by a by a female minister years and years ago before it became mainstream and non-religious. But uh, we're going to hear Bob Gross on WIBG. Boy, the, the show took a 180-degree turn, didn't he? I certainly did. There you go. Maybe there's hope for 96.3. This week in my classic air check segment, we're traveling to the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we're going to listen to radio station WIBG AM. The radio announcer we're going to hear is Bob Gross, and the air check was made on January 21st, 1971. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station WIBG AM from January 21st, 1971, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Currently, it's 21 degrees at Wittage, 23 at Philadelphia International, winds west at 5, that makes the chill index 20 degrees. Reporting for WIBG Philadelphia, this is Bob Davies. Reasons is 
It's a very bad joke. That's obvious. You could Pennsylvania, my old alma mater. Gordon Lightfoot, if you could read my mind, we'd both be arrested. Okay, partly cloudy, cold tonight and tomorrow. Low air 15, high tomorrow 30, currently 26 degrees at Wibbage. And Philadelphia's International 27, winds west at 18 miles an hour, making that chill index minus, would you believe that, minus one degree. Solid gold, 1110, with too much music. Never, never.
Action Parade, 1127 Philadelphia's WIBG, a dynamite record, and guess who? Your brother Dave Edmonds. That's who it is. Solid gold coming on. time so how about something for all you jingle freaks out there we're going to listen to a jingle company who you rarely hear on jingle demos these days but the company is gwyn sound owned and operated by tommy gwyn the jingles we're going to hear are series one and two produced for radio station wrol am in knoxville tennessee which transmitted on a frequency of 1490 
from Gwyn Sound of WROL AM 1490 in Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, if you think those singers sound like the Pam singers, they probably were. You see, Pam's didn't hire their jingles for full-time work. They contracted them out as the jobs were needed. And before that, we heard radio station WIBG AM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and their radio announcer, Bob Gross. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. There we go. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, no problem. Joe, can family. you unmute yourself? Oh, yes. Good Good evening. Anyway, it was so much fun to hear that all the jingles in there. It's been a long, long time. 
So, welcome back to Jingles, even though it's from one station or whatever. That is a cool sounding. Jennifer, it was nice to hear you. And Ellen says, Jennifer, it was nice to hear you. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Joe. Thank you, guys. Makes a little different perspective, doesn't it? There you go. Yeah. WROL, those call letters are now here at 950, which used to be WORL. And right. then they became WRYT, and then they wanted to get ORL back, but they couldn't because they were in Orlando. So they did the next best and got ROL. So that's and they're owned by Salem now. I can tell you a little bit about the Gwynn Company. They <clears throat> had a deal where if you ran some of their programs, they they would barter these programs out. And if you were a radio station that needed jingles, <clears throat> if you ran a program called Temple Time, it was a religious program, you were able to get the jingles at a, at a very uh, discounted price. Uh, so. And they really weren't a bad company. They they did have the kind of the, the Pam sound. And so if you got your jingles from Pepper Tanner, people said, oh, those are the cheap sounding jingles. Because in, in reality, they really sounded cheap in some of their packages. But when you, listen to, when you listen to the Gwyn sound, they really weren't that bad. And the jingles you heard on WIBG, I don't know the name of the company. I know it was not Pam's, and I don't think it was TM. But I remember hearing those same jingles, I believe, on WCAR in Detroit, Michigan. Oh, okay. Do you have QNUs? Um, were oh, you okay. friends? Right. So uh, the other thing about it, it's interesting because WIBG, they're 990 now, of course, but they're, I forget what their call letters are now, but they, they are uh, the answer, so it really wouldn't be that crazy for them to get those call letters back or use those call letters. That's true. So were they yeah. owned by Fairbanks at that time? I am not sure. I thought they were owned by Store at one time, but I will have to do some research. Uh, yeah. They may have been owned by Fairbanks. Somebody, somebody mentioned because somebody mentioned me because at that time WIBC was owned by Fairbanks, and somebody told me they were owned by uh, the same company that owned WIBG. That's so very possible. I'll have to find out. They were. I know they very, became Wizard One Hundred for a there's while. A, there's a guy um, uh, who I talked to named John in Philadelphia, and they were a station that. Played a lot more soul music back then, but they couldn't compete with WFIL. Uh, they didn't have the signal that WFIL had. They were on the lower part of the dial, but they really had a good sound. But they, one big problem that they had was too, too, well, not on the air check that you heard, but earlier in the 60s, and I have some older air checks, too, way too many commercials. Jerry, can you unmute yourself, please? I think I Go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. Uh, there you are. Yeah, Wibbage was a store station. They were a sister station of WWVA at one time. Oh. And uh, I think they were owned by the same people as WHN, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes, uh, that, was a, that was a store station, also WGBS yeah. in Miami, Florida, and right. KGBS in uh, in California, and also WHB in, uh, I think it was WHB, I'm not sure. Yeah, WHB yeah. In, in Kansas City. So, so. Jerry, did people have trouble in different parts of Philadelphia getting Wibbage, or did they come in okay all you know during the evenings and stuff? Well, it depended on where you lived. Now, their That's FM, what I'm their FM ninety four point one had a horrible signal and filled it up with power and became a you know WYSC. I get them in the section I lived in. I could get the AM a lot better. Yeah, and of course they beamed their signal out to the ocean. Well, they, had right. no they had no choice. They had to. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, we could get them up here at night sometimes. Uh-huh. Now they're in, uh, those call letters exist, though. Uh, Google took me there by accident the other day. They're subject, at, they're in Avalon, New Jersey now. They're FM 94.3. Okay. And, they, and, they're, and they're an oldie station. Yeah, they call themselves Wibbage FM. 
Oh, good. I thought you were going to play FIL because Sunday was, was 56 years ago to the day. <coughs> Rock and roll. Well, you know, we've done, we've done so much at WFIL that I didn't even know that, Jerry, but we've done so much WFIL over the years that I thought we'd do some whippage because we really don't do that radio station very often. I don't, yeah. I don't, don't yeah. think that... I don't think I have. Oh, but this is the first you might time. Have had a Joe, you might have had a Joe Niagara or something uh, a couple of times, but <laughs> I, yeah, I, not I, too much. I may have. Uh, that's that's correct. Jerry, thank you very much, and uh, and I know you liked Wibbage. I know that uh, my buddy John, who listens to all things radio, likes likes Wibbage as well. Um, I thought it was an okay air check. I have an air check of them doing doing a, a part of the Drake era from 1968, but the quality wasn't quite there. So I wanted to try something that was different. So. Thank you very much. I appreciate all your guys love, uh, uh, and that uh, talking about the radio station. WHB was a store station. They yeah. they were owned yeah. by uh, stores that own. Yeah, that's not store. Yeah. You're thinking of Storer, which is different. It's Todd's Todd Stores is the guy that owns yeah. WHB. Correct. Yeah, Todd Stores. Yeah, HB was owned also by KOMA and WTIX and KXOK. Right, and Todd Stores and right, who died way too early. Um, yeah, died of a stroke, of in, a stroke his 30s, I guess. in his 30s. And, uh, but he he was really put the top 40 radio stations on the market yeah, as well. He and Gordon McClendon, yeah. All right, yeah. Well. Yeah. And you All know, right. I will say it's ironic. You're di- you did 1971, and, of course, that is what Tim's countdown is. <laughs> For di- that is true. Different part of the and year. Interestingly, but- they played one album track. Yeah, right, the uh, Janis Joplin song. Yeah, yes. that was an album track. Well, you know, by 1971, I know, I know. Some it was guys not a single. Yeah, it wasn't it was a single. A single. No. But no, by, album by, by track, 1971, yeah. there was uh, interest in, in FM, and FM, although it wasn't as popular at well, that time. My my point is, they only played one. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Columbia maybe was uh, paying them off. Well. <laughs> That would be interesting to speculate. Well, of course, she had just died like three months before, so I think yeah, there was a lot of interest. Play me and Bobby right McGee, then. or you know, yeah. something like that from the same album. That's right, and of course, that made the the top forty the next probably the next month or so started to be on the top forty. Why yeah, exactly. is probably progressive rock by then? It was. It was progressive rock, and uh, then of course, well, today it's now WIPF and with all sports, but it was progressive yeah. rock. And uh, but it it, it it couldn't hold a candle to the Metro Media Station, which was WMMR FM, which is the one you're going to hear. Uh, next, going station. next. What is that yeah. station now? WYBG. What? What is that? Well, WYBG is now the. I don't remember the call letters offhand, but they they are the answer. They're owned by Salem, yeah. and they're and they're a conservative mm-hmm. talk station. They are, and I think they have uh, some college basketball. I forget who they have college basketball wise, but they've got somebody, maybe LaSalle or. One of the one of the big five is on there. I can't yeah, it's a who. Salem station. Yeah, it is. I'll find out about their call letters and let you know next week. I think it's WZZD. It was WZZD. It was No, it was WZZD at one time because when they dropped the they dropped WIBG, it was sold in 1977. They became the Wizard, and it did not last. And it was they actually had the Phillies for a couple of years. Yeah. Right at the end there, they had the Phillies in 75 and 76. And it was also interesting to note that John Landecker used to work at WIBG long before he came to WLS in Chicago. Yeah, they mentioned him. Oh, there you go. Well, I guess all good things have to come to an end. And I'm going to ask you to post this thing tonight, Bill, because there was a problem with uh, re- replay radio, but I'll fix that uh, when we get off here. 
<laughs> yeah, you're going to make me edit that mess. Thank you, thank you, thank I'm you. Sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. it's all I'm right. sorry, Phil. I can handle it. I, I think we've done this a few times, Jeff. I, I know you I have. I think we've done it and fun, so it's not a big deal. What do we got coming up next? And thank the panel well, for everything. I try to make these a theme thing, and, and as I said, a lot of times I like to look at what. why is this radio station number one? It has been number one on and off. They switch back and forth. It's either WMMR, WMGK, or WDAS. But for the last few months, it's been WMMR-FM with Preston and Steve. And they entered the radio. They are now in the Radio Hall of Fame. But but, what I found interesting about them is that while they don't do a lot of music, they do a lot of talk as well. They they are entertaining. And they they just signed a a 10-year extension to their contract with Beasley Media, which owns the radio station. To continue doing that morning show, and something that I told Bernie earlier, uh, we talked about that earlier, um, is that you just don't see that. Very rarely do you see that happen today. So, I thought that was interesting. Very good. So here we go. This week on my featured station segment, we're traveling back to the city of Brotherly Love. We're going to listen to radio station WMMR-FM. The station is owned and operated by Beasley Media, and they are the number one ranked radio station, according to Nielsen. The radio announcers we're going to hear are Preston and Steve. They do the morning show for this radio station, and they just recently signed a 10-year contract to continue working for the radio station, which is just unheard of. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy Preston and Steve on radio station WMMR-FM from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. It's time to get back to MMR's A to Z. Right now, we're playing songs that begin with the letter R. 93.3 WMMR Philadelphia. Everything. Thing that rocks. Black Crows, what a great song from that band, Remedy. We're in the R's, obviously, in the back to school A to Z, five minutes after eight o'clock in the Preston and Steve show. That's a perfect example of a song I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. So good to hear it. Love, love, love that tune. We got more good ones uh, coming up, including one that Casey's very excited about and surprised to see on our list in the R's. And uh, we'll find out what that is uh, before the morning is up. And he will definitely let you know after we've played that which one we're talking about. Let's have a look at traffic, see what's up. Kath, what you got? It's pretty busy on the Schuylkill Expressway eastbound. You're slow from the Blue Route into Belmont. Uh, it is also slow, <coughs> excuse me, from uh, the Boulevard into the Vine Expressway on the westbound side. Pashiunk to the Vine, the Boulevard out to Belmont, the Blue Road to 202. 95 southbound jams from Cotman through to Bridge on the northbound side from the Betsy Ross Bridge to Cotman. The left lane is blocked with a, an accident. Uh, the Vine, westbound jams 95 to Broad Street on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, westbound your heavy Willow Grove to Fort Washington, northeast extension. Southbound at the Turnpike, the right lane is blocked. Uh, that is an accident. And and then uh, Newtown Road at Waterloo Road in Devon. We've got another accident there to watch out for in Upper Dublin, Susquehanna Road at Lime Kiln Pike. Uh, and then in New Jersey, 55 northbound, jams Deptford to the 42 freeway, 42 north, slowing from College Drive to 295. 295, we've got an accident northbound. It's jammed Route 130 to Route 47. And then across the Ben Franklin Bridge westbound, you saw the midspan to 8th and Vine. And then in uh, Trenton, we sold that water main break, 206, both directions at Route 27. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Shop Acme. 
Acme and earn four times reward points on gas and groceries with your Acme for You app. See store for details. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. I'm going to fire off a couple of shards real quick yeah. before we get hey. to the uh, B file, if you don't mind. Uh, I got this one that says, hey, it's Nicole from Maui, Hawaii. Huh. <clears throat> Want to request a huge birthday shout out from my brother, Bobby. He turns 30 on September 8th. That's today. Uh, he was supposed to join me here for his birthday, birthday, but unfortunately, his flight was canceled due to the lack of pilots. <laughs> Super sad, bro. Bobby! I miss him so much and just want to wish him the happiest birthday. Love you, bro, Montana. I'll see you soon. Thank you, guys. You all rock. MMR rocks. And that is from Nicole. So here you go. Bobby! Uh, here's another one says, uh, sorry to bother you at work, but I wanted to give a shout out to my fantastic school for their first day today, and I meant to read this yesterday, by the way. All right, so the second day. Uh, yes, we are lucky to begin after Labor Day, and the staff is so excited to welcome back our students for another great year at the Meadowbrook School. We are a private school located in Jenkintown. Uh, thanks, President Stevie Rock, and that is from Mrs. Uh, Metragrano, who is a second grade teacher. And her first name is Nicole, so thank you, Nicole. We appreciate that. And one last one. Hey, it says, uh, hey, gang, what's the deal? Well, our deal is baby number three. We delivered on Thursday, September 8th, and uh, I'm sending this on the evening of the 7th, and I'd like to request a shout-out for my wife, Allison uh, Diorio. We are prepping the zone defense, but we're prepping for zone defense, but... Um, privileged for the new edition, and we're just getting out of diapers, too. Uh, rage on. Thank you so much. And that is from Ken in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wow. So, thank you, guys. And uh, congratulations to you. That's wonderful news. Alright, let's do the Bizarre File now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. Book early with Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing to refresh your heating system for just $79. And then lock in your AC tune-up in the spring for just $59. Book fast at horizonezbook.com. Well, a speeding woman is accused of driving under the influence of cocaine and alcohol when she crashed into another car, killing its driver who was under the influence of methamphetamine. Oh, my God. So you had two yeah. people jacked up, and they crashed into each other. Summer Butler faces charges of DUI resulting in death in connection with the fatal crash. Police reported a two-car crash, up, and they said the car was making a U-turn in a center lane, causing the front of another car, which Butler was driving, to collide with it. The driver and the passenger in the first car were both ejected from the vehicle. Butler's car traveled about 150 feet before it stopped in some landscaping. All three people involved were taken to the hospital. There, police said Butler was, quote, acting erratic and had to be sedated by medical staff. 150 feet? She had to be booking. While a trauma paramedic was attending to Butler's injuries, a small baggie containing a white substance fell out of the left side of her bra. Uh, police confirmed the substance. That's where I keep my coke. Was cocaine. Nearly two weeks after the crash, blood test confirmed Butler had cocaine and cannabinoids in her system. The blood draw also found she had an alcohol level of .102, which is above the legal limit. The victim who died in the crash had a blood alcohol level more than three times above the legal limit. The person also had a substantial amount of methamphetamine in their system. What are the odds? Butler's car showed she was traveling about 70 miles an hour just uh, before the collision. Uh, the speed limit in that area is 40 miles per hour. All right, here's a story out of Florida. Having a lot of alligator stories lately. All right. This one is pretty intense. Uh, I mean, a lot of them are intense, but this guy, I can't believe he survived. So for the first time... 
We're hearing from the man who lost his arm in an alligator attack earlier this summer. Damn alligator bit my hand. Oh, my God. Uh, Eric Merda, who's uh, still adjusting to life with one arm, said that he spent three grueling days in the swamp after a gator bit off his arm while he was swimming in Lake Manatee. This is about... Eric! 90 different ways he should be dead. Uh, there have been at least half dozen alligator attacks this season around the Tampa area, and Merida is one of those who lived to tell the story. He said, not the smartest decision a Florida boy could make. All right, calm down. Uh, Merida said on July 17th, he got lost in the woods at Lake Manatee Fishing Camp. When he finally found the lake, he decided to swim across rather than walk around. Oh, I can do this. He said, the gators uh, will leave me alone. I look over there. I look over. There's a gator on my right hand side. So I went to swim and she got my forearm. So I grabbed her like this. Stop it. She was trying to roll, but she snapped her head. So my arm went backwards like this completely, he said. Jeez. And he continued to fight for his life. The alligator dragged him underwater three times. He said, she already got my arm. So when we came up for the third time, she finally did her death roll and it and took off with my arm. God. And that's uh, just where Merida's story begins. He says he swam back to where he started and began to walk, wander, and scream for help. He said, and I quote, bones poking out, muscles. If I try to move my fingers, you could see twitching. Oh, Holy God. Jesus Christ. He says he spent three days trying to find his way out of the swamp. Three days missing an arm. What they don't tell in the story is if he had a tourniquet or anything like that, because you would have to. How did you not bleed out? Uh, So he said, I felt like I was walking in circles. I didn't know. So I followed the sun and power lines, stuff I could see. Finally, on day number three, he stumbled on a fence and a man on the other side. He said, I I said, a gator got my arm. And he said, holy smokes, man. Golly. Uh, The first thing Murda said was he wanted water. And then he arm on a stretcher headed for Sarasota (laughs) Memorial Hospital, where he says surgeons amputated the majority of his right arm. Murda says that he's adapting to a new normal with a new perspective and wants to warn others to be more cautious around Florida waters. He said, do not feed the gators. And you guys know who you are throwing rocks at them. Acting <laughs> stupid. I've seen it on the job site. <laughs> and he leaves them with these words. Leave them gators alone. He's right. Leave them gators alone. Yep. Just like Johnny said. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. 93.3 WMMR presents Shine Down this Sunday. Outdoors at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion in Camden. Listen to Pierre for your chance to win the best seats in the house. Plus, pass us to the VIP room with a private bar, bathrooms, and some free drinks. Shine Down with Jelly Roll. Some tickets remain via Ticketmaster. This is Brent from the band Shine Down, and you're listening to 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It's a WMMR back to school A to Z. Pretty much everything in the MM archives. Presented in alphabetical order. Right now, we're playing songs that begin with the letter R. Only on 93.3 WMMR. Philadelphia. Everything that rocks. Cedar on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Back to school A to Z. Steve, you mentioned when I played Remedy from... Uh, Black Crows earlier of a song, you're like, oh, yeah, that one. That one did it for me right ah. there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about it. And actually, I listened to Brent Porsche, a song I hadn't heard in ages and had completely forgotten about. 
And I'm not a big fan of Limp Biscuit, but the song Rearrange. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I remember when that was just played to death on the radio. Oh, it was I huge. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So that's what is one of the best things about uh, Back to School A to Z, that oh my God moment when you hear these songs. And we've got plenty of them. I'm, I'm very jealous because Pierre gets into the vein. We're in the R's. Gets into the vein of rock songs. Oh, that's awesome. And there's a big yeah. chunk of music with the word rock starting off or rock yeah. versions of it. Rock, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, that's coming up a little later on today. Let's take a look at traffic. See what's up, Kathy. What you got for us? And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Well, there you go. Preston and Steve has heard our radio station WMMR FM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one ranked radio station, according to Nielsen. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a feature station you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call the feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 693-0595, hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.